It's Thursday, Albuquerque. You know what that means? The boys are here. I didn't touch my microphone before the broadcast. And just now as I went to pull it down, came right off the rails. I'm going to guess... Jeff Symbietta did this. Albuquerque legend Jeff Symbietta is setting you up. <laughs> you know, when I wasn't such a good person in my youth, do you remember those, um, the plastic salt and pepper shakers at Burger Again, King? Again, salt? Yeah. Again, two yeah, days in a row. <laughs> two days in a row we're doing salt. So what you do is, is you spin a quarter on the table, then you slam the salt shaker on top of the quarter, and it cracks the bottom of it. So the next person to pick up the salt shaker just gets a giant pile of salt all over their table. (laughs) Alongside me, juvenile delinquent Van Nunley. Van, (laughs) welcome to the program. I grew up. Good afternoon, friend. How are you? I'm good. (laughs) I'm a model citizen now. If I didn't make mention, my name is Fred Slow, and I'm going to hang alongside you, listener, up until 6 o'clock. Because it's six o'clock, we got to go off the airs for Monday or for Thursday night football. As the Baltimore Ravens, used to be the Browns, are traveling to Miami to beat up on the Sharks. Mike Vitale, Happy Veterans Day! Thank you, guys. Appreciate that. Appreciate you for everything you do here for us, and really appreciate you for your service to this wonderful oh. country, Vitale. Thank you so much. Well, the time invested and the commitment to serve this great greatest country in the world was well worth it. I, f- I absolutely feel the same way for the last uh, 371 days. So, that's a good joke. So, hey, Robert Gibson, too. Yeah, shout, yeah. Out, shout out to... Hey, he's a Marine. Yeah. Yep. Our so, third. Yeah, the third of the, the two boys, yeah. Robert Gibson. The boys and the man. You and Robert will be here tomorrow on the program. I will not be. I will be in New Mexico uh, or Las Vegas, New Mexico, broadcasting for Highlands University. It is the end of the volleyball season, so big senior night festivities up there. Then I will be broadcasting from the pit this weekend as Highlands is hosting like a little D2 basketball tournament. So I'll That's be out- cool. That'll be cool. So I'll be out there doing that. Um, obviously, I've been to the pit multiple times. We've done radio from the pit. We've like met a bunch of people, whatever, experienced the pit. I've never broadcast a game from the pit, so this is my first one. It's a big deal. That's a big deal. You want me to go and like... Bring you oranges and, like, Capri Suns <laughs> at halftime? Well, uh, to the surprise of no friend of this show, that would be very on brand. Yeah. So, yeah, let's go ahead and, uh-huh. let's go ahead and do that. So that would be a lot of fun. Monday, you and Robert Gibson again on Monday, as I will then be in New Mexico Highlands broadcasting the open of the basketball season. You know, I'm starting to question your dedication to the show, Fred. Didn't, actually, <laughs> didn't accidentally reach out to the talent that is Robert Gibson. <laughs> Knowing the uh, strenuous schedule that I will face throughout, really up until February. So so this will really just be the Van Nunley program alongside Friends up until February, which coincidentally is the exact same time that spring training starts and when I get interested in sports again. We'll take so, off more time for I had the to, show. I took one of my headphones off because when you said it's the Van Nunley show, I just wanted to hear Albuquerque universally rejoice. And I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything. That's just in my head. You Jim joist that call, really blew it. Uh, big exciting announcement from your boys. Obviously, everyone knows that this program is brought to you by Dave & Buster's. We mm-hmm. hang out in the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. Mm-hmm. We are powered by New Mexico Opinion Coffee, mm-hmm. and we are playing with Team I-9. That's what's up. 
Well, the newest partner of the show, we just we just worked that out today. Isn't that exciting? It is. We'd like to welcome the YMCA of Central New Mexico as our go-to for, well, really fellowship is how I'm going to describe it. Like, we get to work out. They have, they have a gym. By the way, they're redoing the basketball courts. By the way, they're redoing all the locker rooms. By the way, they're putting down multi-purpose field turf, and all this will be done by guess when? Beginning of the new year. That's so exciting. It's insanely exciting. Join us. This Monday, uh, although I just told you I would be in Las Vegas, New Mexico, in the morning, you and I, in front of the show, Stephanie Chavez, and friend of the show, Brandon Ortega, yeah. will be out at the Y, and we're going to do, we're going to get dirty. We're going to get uh, down and dirty, doing a little deep cleaning down there, and we're going to do a fun little social media push with it. So check out everything at TalkABQ if you want to be up to speed with I and you and Stephanie Chavez, star of uh, KRQE, and Brandon Ortega, star of KOB. That's going to be a lot of fun. You know, we're helpers. We like helping. I agree. And... When we were shooting some hoops in there the other day, and the, the sneakers weren't squeaking enough, and we were like, we got to buff this thing up a little bit. Our sneakers need yeah. to be a little squeakier when we're hooping it. We do hoop at the Y regularly. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so that's an enjoyable thing. Uh, lots of sports news today, and we're going to make sure we touch on it. Obviously, we're going to hit the Odell Beckham Jr. stuff. Uh, that's kind of exciting if you were a fan of the Los Angeles Rams. We're going to hit the Cam Newton stuff if you are a fan of time travel. Also, Tim Patel will join us today, and you say, well, who's Tim Patel, Fred? We're going to tell you. Let me tell you. Tim Patel is the president of the New Mexico Pop Warner Association. He's bringing his friend Mike Baca, who's the vice president of the New Mexico Pop Warner Association, as Pop Warner Regionals are going on this weekend, and it's a fun youth football organization. We're going to have them in, kind of talk about uh, who in the community helps them and, and all that kind of, of fun and noise that surrounds it. Uh, obviously, there's a cool story with the NFL Red Zone. We'll get into that. We're going to preview Major League Baseball free agency at 5 o'clock because it's my favorite thing in the world, and I'm obsessed with MLB trade rumors. And if you go to a website mm. before that first thing in the morning, mm. you're not me. That's as soon as I open my phone, I say, MLB trade rumors. And then after I stop drooling, I say MLB trade rumors. I got the app and the link. I don't think there's an iPhone app. I think there's just an Android app. So you're going to need to change your decision on jumping over to iPhone. God, I'm going to switch it up immediately. I just decided to make the big change from going Droid to iPhone. Yes. Because everyone who's not my mother has an iPhone. Everyone close to me, friends and family, has an iPhone. I have an iPhone. Correct. My hetero life mate, co-host, business partner, Fred Slow has an iPhone. I'm so very fortunate to face so few obstacles in my life. Like yeah. I, everything comes to me very easily. I have, I have no problem that I didn't create myself mm. except for the absurdity that is you just blindly dedicated to Android based devices and how that fails us technology wise, communicating, connecting, exploring each other. That last one sounded kind of weird. Sometimes I just need to FaceTime you. You don't have FaceTime. And it's always oddly at like three in the morning. Well, that's when I need like, help. Fred, number one, Fred, I don't have FaceTime. Number two, it's three in the morning. Well, <laughs> the thing, Michael, is it's three in the morning, and I need to show Van the street sign of where I'm at because I can't pronounce Bryn Mawr. <laughs> Byron Mauer. <laughs> Shout out to Eli. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk MLB free agency. That'll be a lot of fun because Carlos Correa is worth every dollar that's ever been printed by the United States of America. We'll preview Thursday Night Football. And then... Star of the Weekend program, 8 to 11 a.m., one Ryan Tamari of First and 505 will be joining us. He was at the pit last night for the big win for the Lobos over the Florida Atlantic Owls, 
and he's going to give that to us because me and you were both busy. Yeah. We couldn't make it last night. We were not only double booked, we were triple booked. Yeah. So we couldn't go cheer on the boys in the season opener. But from everything I've read and what I've heard, it looks like uh, the Lobos just kind of wore them out there at the end. So 99-92, big win for the Lobos. So how very exciting for them to start up the season the way they did. And we'll bring you all that fun stuff associated with that, including like audio clips and, and laughing and Ryan Tamari telling us how we're not real fans. Yeah, there'll be a lot of that. Here's the, I'm a professional. I'm going to go to lots of games. I just couldn't make this one. Speaking of lots of games, cannot go this weekend unless you're going to Colorado. You can check out the Lobos on Monday night as they host Grambling State, so that's a very exciting thing. I know we're efforting a giveaway that day, so make sure you're tuned in to your boys. If we can mm. figure that out, we'll figure that out. We're going to be giving away a lot of stuff on this show. And then Saturday the 20th. Including my old phone. This, what? 505-246-0610. Whenever my new iPhone comes in, if anyone wants a Google Pixel, I'll start a drawing you on you, my old phone, are you, and, I'm, and I'm not going to erase anything. That's what here. I was going to ask, yeah. You can have all my apps, all my information, all my old pictures. Text. Of a lot of classy nudes. That, <laughs> it's not a real thing. It's not a sentence. I'm that, kidding. You cannot have my phone. Text the program, 505-246-0610. Obviously, you can connect with us on the Quans Auto Care Hotline, 505-246-0610. Uh, yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun with it today. We're going to do a really good job. Michael, it's Veterans Day. Did you get that Krispy Kreme donut? I had four. Oh, gosh. Okay, Michael. Starbucks. Applebee's. I went the whole, whole gamut. Anyone with a first responder's license, please dial this number, 505-246-061. And then, if we say we need you to fi- <laughs> dial the final zero. Get that zero. Because we might need help resuscitating a Mike Vitale who's having like a blood sugar attack. And I love how Fred thinks that you have a rotary phone <laughs> and you can't just dial the whole number and then eventually hit send when oh, we need yeah. you. I guess I didn't think that one. Too. Or you should just have us locked into your phone already. The boys. Save it under the boys at 505-246-0610. So you can just call us faster. So you had the Krispy Kreme. Did you do lunch or did you – you called it after I had, that. I had Applebee's. Okay. Ap- so what do you, Krispy Kreme for I breakfast. Starbucks, free coffee. <laughs> and uh, this is real bad. I went to IHOP because they had free pancakes today mm. too. You double dipped it with mm. Applebee's and IHOP? Yeah, I went, went – yeah. I can't believe I rolled into work. It's okay now. You got to finish it off. What's for dinner? Where are you going for dinner? Um, Buffalo Wings has free wings and fries. I'm, I'm That's a good choice. That. That's a good choice. I don't hate that. I I'm thought gonna, all the I'm I- gonna bring you a salad tomorrow. So today I just learned because I thought all the IHOPs were closed, but they're absolutely not. I thought they were done for. When they wouldn't give Adam Sandler bottomless pancakes, you thought they all shut down. I thought. Well, I thought it was more <laughs> COVID related, but oh really? Yeah, but yeah, no, I'm seeing them right here. So I think he, there's a couple that closed around town, but there's some still. The one over by me closed. It's like a car dealership now. It was just, well, for a while it looked to be like a plyboard store because they just had plyboard up on all the windows. And I was like, that's a stupid branding. Yep. And then it became a car dealership. Free pancakes with every Prius. You know they still got that industrial kitchen. Lifetime supply of pancakes with every Dodge Strata. You think I'm going to walk into shady car dealership <laughs> off Central and buy a Prius? No, I'm going to buy it from the ashamed grandfather that had to take it back from his kid when it stopped making the payments, like on the like on the personal market. That's how I'm going to get my Prius. Uh, you're 
probably describe it exactly how I got my car. Yes, I have no yeah. doubt in my mind. It was so clean. It was so clean and so new. Odell Beckham Jr. and Cam Newton talk whenever we get back. Dave and Buster's presents The Boys. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, and we play on Team I-9. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. From the texter. A lot, of, a lot of talk in the IHOP. People didn't know that IHOP was still open. Which IHOP did you go to, Mike? One there on Manal, where you just geek and dine, curbside pickup. Okay, there you go. Who knew? Vital knew. Back to the program. So OD, uh, Odell Beckham Jr., who forever I will miss pronunciate as ODB. ODB. So Odell Beckham Jr. signs today with an NFL football team. It's not the team that you thought it would be, Van. I honestly didn't make any uh, firm prognostications. I was kind of leaning towards the Packers because they need a second big wide receiver. And who doesn't want to play with Aaron Rodgers, except for medical professionals? That's a good one. So I don't see this being a bad fit. I don't see it being a good fit either. They already got all the guys. No, they have so many guys that they got rid of Deshaun Jackson. Well, he left before this. Yes, but that's what I'm saying. Right. The St. Louis Rams of Los Angeles and Anaheim County did not have a need for Odell Beckham Jr. The St. Louis Rams of Los Angeles, Orange County, Anaheim proper now have signed Odell Beckham Jr. Yes, it's official. League men, that's my understanding. Does he have some sort of connection to Matt Stafford I don't know about? Like, what's the pull? Because you already got the talent there. Yeah, you already got Cooper Cup, one of the best in the league. You already got Robert Woods, one of the best in the league. And you got a really good number three, Van Jefferson Jr. And I'm not high on him just because he's got a really cool name. But You're saying that because his name is Van. That's correct. The Atwell kid can play too. Sure. Two good tight ends. But if he's still the... Uh, if he's still close to the receiver that he was before, then it's a great deal. What was he before? Help me. Jog my memory. Top five receiver in the league kind no. of guy? No. Sure. Never. Yeah, often. I can't. I don't. I just can't. He's a one-play guy. He had one play. He had one play that you remember right now, but he had hundreds of plays because he was a top five wide receiver for years. What years? The I don't know if I see it that way. Because I think, like a guy who had 17 receptions over six games and no scores, I don't think. And if he did fall from grace, which I don't think. Five out of his first six seasons, he's had 1,000 yards. I mean, that's pretty good. And the only reason he didn't in 17 is because he was injured. The last two seasons have been a disaster for him in Cleveland. 
His Cleveland years have been very bad. It's embarrassing. Look like a different person. His first three years in New York were really fun trajectory years. Like he should do something big. Yeah, his first three years. Those are the three. His first three years with the Giants, he's a world beater. He's well, probably second in the league behind Julio Jones. You think he's a world beater? I'll say he's a pro bowler. He was a pro bowler. He's probably best best receiver in the league besides Antonio Brown and Julio Jones his first three years in the league. Oh, man. That's going to be a stretch for your boy. Who else? I'll say he was a product of the system because who else was in New York in 2014? Product of the system? Well, there's no one else to throw the ball to. <laughs> Look, he's still 29, which NFL years is kind of a lot for someone who gets banged on a lot. But he hasn't got banged on a lot the last couple years because they don't throw him the ball. So he's coming to the Rams pretty friggin' fresh. If he's still 90%, 85% of his young athletic self and he runs sharp routes and he still has those hands, he's a quality number two for literally any team in the league. All right, I found it. Are you ready? But how much of a detriment is he going to be in the locker room? How much of a prima donna is he going to be? Uh, are you saying did he only sign with the Rams so that his first game back will be on Monday Night Football this upcoming week and he really wants to spotlight In Los that? Angeles? Is that what you're saying? In Hollywood? I'll buy that. His first year, 2014, in New York, he was opposite a guy named Ruben Randall. There's oh, an- he's so good. Nope. nope. Ruben, Ruben Randall from Miami? Mm-mm. Oh, does he play in Miami? Because I don't know that. Or is that a rapper and I don't get the reference? Both. Yeah, he was the only option in New York, which is why I think his numbers were bigger than what they were. I just, I don't think you want Odell Beckham Jr. to come in. How many games are we into the season? this many games into the season and disrupt what you currently have going on, Los Angeles Rams. It feels knee-jerky to me after losing to the Titans. I don't think it's knee-jerky. I think Sean McVay sees a weapon and knows how to use them. And plus the Rams, they're going all in. Like, they are frigging all in. Second leading receiver in 2015, Odell's second year with the Giants. Shane Vereen. The running back, Shane The running back. I'm just saying. When there's talent around him, he seems to fall back to the pack considerably. There's a lot of talent in Los Angeles. Yeah. He's a number two at best there. He's really a number three. With their two-headed backfield, he's really a number four. But can he be satisfied being a role player and only getting five or six targets a game, getting three or four receptions a game, can Odell Beckham Jr. be that kind of team player? His head is bigger than his impact. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. 2016, arguably Odell Beckham's last solid year as a Giant, his third year with the Giants. Second leading wide receiver, Sterling Shepard. Okay. He's still in the league. He had 40 less catches than Odell Beckham. And didn't really contribute at all in his his first year of competition. 
I just don't think Odell is a guy I want to disrupt my team with, specifically a team with, like, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, who are, like, simpatico. For sure. That, to me, is a Bruce Holt. That, to me, is a Carter Moss kind of friendship. Mm-hmm. You are correct. I think it's worth the risk. You get him for cheap. The Rams are all in anyways. They gave up a second and a third round draft pick for a costless Von Miller. They've been making splashy acquisitions and trades the last two or three years. They're really going all in. They see they have a window. They know they got two or three really good years of Matt Stafford. Why not? You just cut him. If he doesn't work out, just cut him. You go somewhere else. Because it's the league men. It doesn't yeah, even matter. It don't matter whatsoever. Let him try to play his buns off, and then if he plays well, awesome. He's a contributor. If not, just cut him. Let him be someone else's problem. I just don't want a problem is my thing. If I'm like Coach McVay, I don't need that because I'm in L.A. There's already so much other stuff going on. Like this, Like, I would go to – like the front office, and I would say, really? Really? You know mcveigh has got enough pull to where they asked him. They're not just going to do it and go around the coach. He had to sign off on it. How many jerseys is he going to sell? A bunch. You think? A bunch. Because this is like uh, Conor McGregor stuff. Like, people don't like the best guy. They like the loudest guy. And he is that. He's a throwback to, like, the 90s and 2000s wide receiver divas. Except for the 90s and 2000s wide receiver divas. Backed it up every Sunday. You got a Terrell Owens or a Chad Ochocinco running their mouth all day and night. The different, But they I, go out and back it up. More Terrell Owens than Chad Ochocinco. Because Chad Ochocinco did dumb stuff and broke the law. Terrell Owens just had a smart mouth. He's he's very Joe Horn to me. Like a guy that just wants some attention. I don't remember Joe Horn as being that mouthy. Yeah, Joe Horn had a mouth. Really? Like yeah. on the field? Yeah. Or off the field? On the field. On the field, that don't matter. That's okay. just passion. I see what you're saying. Off the field, me, me, me in front of the camera. That's what I'm talking about. Odell Beckham Jr. has been acting like Terrell Owens and Chad Ochocinco, but he's not been backing it up on Sundays. He hadn't had a lot of help from his quarterback, but still, he's been running lazy routes, drop passes. He also is the guy who's very first to throw the quarterback underneath the proverbial bus. Sure. Yeah. They, that, no, no one's going to throw Stafford under the bus. He's at that level now, right, where he's like such a pro that it's he's respected as such a pro. 100%. Yeah. Because in Detroit, he was like the guy that was there the whole time. He was the – that's the toughest guy. That's the lead – like, and no one – Matt Millen, no one was allowing, like, team the team to grow around him. I know we were going to talk Cam Newton. We'll squeeze it back in in a little bit. We're just a couple minutes away from Tim Patel, the president of New Mexico, Pop Warner, joining us. We're going to have a lot of fun with him. And his vice president, Mike Baca, who's coaching this weekend in Denver – for a chance to go to like the national whatever in Florida. I don't know what the national Pop Warner Super Bowl is called. That's we're about to find out. We're about to find out. Let's grab a break and we'll do that when we get back. They're going to be live in studio. Michael, I forgot to tell you, they're going to be live in studio. Okay, thumbs up. <laughs>
Dave Busters presents your boys. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live in the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. Uh, we're going to take a we're going to take a little bit of a step aside from the national stories, man. Okay. We're going to bring in some friends of the show and now friends in real life. Tim Patel, the president of the New Mexico Pop Warner Association, and Mike Baca, the vice president of the Pop Warner Association. But also, like you wear a couple of hats here, Mike. I got, you're the you're the head coach of the best team in the league. What's up? What's going on there? Yeah, I, I basically have no time at all. So that's, that's my story of my life right there. Tim and Mike, welcome to the program. We're very excited to have you both here. Uh, we're having you on top talk Pop Warner because Pop Warner is doing something kind of unique to the southwest quadrant of Pop Warner and kind of unique to kids in the community. What's going on? So um, with our region championships being this Saturday, um, Pop Warner southwest region consists of uh, – Louisiana, Texas, Colorado, New Mexico, and Oklahoma. I hate four of those. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's that's good because we're representing New Mexico. Oh, right? good. That's the one I like. Okay. <laughs> so where is that? So that's here in town? That's just down the block? We're playing at Milne? Uh, no, that's oh, in okay. Colorado um, at uh, Brickton, Colorado. Go fish. I have no idea. Have you ever heard of... Brickton? Yeah, that's what well, they probably got a brewery there. I thought he just made it up. I wasn't going to correct him. Yeah, that's it's actually dispensary capital of something something <laughs> yeah. Brickton, Colorado. Uh so you're taking the boys up there. Where are the boys from? Uh, we're from Las Lunas. Okay. So this is the Tenu? Correct. Okay. So that means all kids are nine and three quarters years old. <laughs> we we like to say that, yes, sir. Okay. So you are you familiar with, with use and Oh, for sure. Okay. There's it, a the date you have to be you before that date. Yes, but they're all like about to turn eleven. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, we're actually we're a ten year league, but we're actually ten and three quarters. And yeah. you're like, okay, fine, you guys are in. Uh, how long has Pop Warner been a program here in the New Mexico region? How long have you, Tim, been a part of it? And and how many kids has it helped? So we tried to bring it in uh, in twenty twenty, but then obviously COVID hit, um, so we had to kind of shut down. So this is our inaugural year. So. Uh, technically, this is our first year uh, being here in uh, New Mexico, while uh, Pop Warner National, uh, Pop Warner as an organization, has existed since 1929 in all the other states. Let's rewind a little bit. Tell us about your passion for football and youth sports, and why did you guys want to bring Pop Warner here and establish this league? So, uh, you know, the passion is obviously we played, we played the game, fell in love with it uh, at a young age. Um, Obviously, wasn't good enough to um, play at a higher level. Oh, you so, too? Oh, oh yeah, okay. Oh, come on. <laughs> so, uh, the, uh, you know, and then my kids uh, started playing. So then that love for the game came back and uh, just wanted to continue and give back to uh, New Mexico as much as we could. N or excuse me, NW nmpopwarner.org is the website. Yes. So if you want to find out more information about Pop Warner here in the community and what's going on, that's where you can do it. Uh, is it volunteers? How's it structured? How does it work? What's it cost? How do you how do you get into communities? Who's coming out? So right now we have uh, three associations. Uh, we have um, uh, Los Lunas, Belen, and Rio Rancho. We had some associations in Albuquerque pre-COVID, but due to some uh, issues with work situations and everything since COVID changed everybody's lives right. uh, when it hit. So uh, we lost some of our volunteers here in Albuquerque, but um, we've got a lot of calls coming in right now um, for uh, starting those associations up. But the structure is uh, 
I'm the league president, um, and then we have associations in each community, and that community has its own board that kind of runs that organization. So if, you know, because um, communities have different needs, uh, different situations, so that's why it's structured the way it is. So people within that community run that association, so they, they're more amped to understand what the needs are for that community. And then, um, you know, we start with teams. We start out at 6U. Uh, that's more of our uh, learning phase. There, it's not competitive at all. Scores aren't kept for the games. It's truly to allow the oh, coaches cool. to work with the kids to truly show them the true techniques instead of focusing on just winning and things like that. It, it really helps the kids understand uh, all the proper techniques of tackling and playing the sport at a young age. And then um, 8U becomes competitive, and we are – uh, we can go all the way up to high school, but currently we are uh, we stop at 12U because of the outskirts that uh, we're in right now, and those schools have middle school programs for football, and we don't want. Our goal is to get our kids ready to play at middle school and high school level, um, and not necessarily compete with them. You know, we, Berlin, we work with them. Berlin, Las Lunas, and Rio Rancho are where you're currently located. And I let me apologize. It's nmpopwarner.org. So check that out for everything that's involved. Ben, did you have a question? Because I got a safety question. I got a bunch of questions. Okay, you go first. I'll just ask one of them, though. Okay, go. So you mentioned that you're looking for volunteers here in Albuquerque, and you are working with some people. Let's say loyal listener right now is interested in being a coach or running an association, or maybe they just have – too many kids running loose in their neighborhood and they want to round them up and teach them football how do they hook up with you for these opportunities so uh once again like the website was mentioned uh nmpopwarner.org uh you can go on there uh there is a section for a volunteer form you fill that out um you can also there's my contact information my email uh as well as the board members emails and everything is on there so they can reach out to any one of us and we'll get in contact with them and uh Initially, they have to set up an association, uh, so get a board together, get the president together. Obviously, there is um, they have to go through background checks and all that uh, stuff to make sure that we have uh, volunteers that are um, supposed to be around kids. So, Mike, you're a vo- you, Mike, you're a volunteer, correct? Because you love kids in the game. I do, and you think it's the most important thing in the world, the, the exact same way that I do, that we teach it safely. Correct. Uh, so what? So what? What is some of that? What do you guys go through to make sure the kids are learning the game the correct way? And make sure that this this is big to me. The state that you enter the field is the state that you leave the field. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Pop. The, the thing about Pop Warner is you could come in and uh, for practices they have like thirty minutes that you could only hit uh, designate for each practice. So we can't go past that thirty minute mark. Uh, for our ten uh, U uh, and under, um, our our defensive line and offensive line, we're in a two point tech, uh, stance. So that way we're not in a three-point stance, you know, hitting a, you know, head-to-head, anything like that. Um, you know, form tackling, we have to do it at an angle at less than three yards. So uh, this, is, this was a great opportunity for us to come in because I know that was one of my big concerns uh, was safety. And so um, once I did the background, I talked to Tim um, and, and, and everything going that, that, that way. We're, we're definitely excited about this opportunity to keep the kids safe, and I'm, I'm – Really glad to say that we have had zero uh, injuries in our team this whole year, so we've, right. been, we've been blessed. There you go. Mike, you're the vice president, and you coach the best team in the league. Are the people just yelling collusion That's at you? That's what they're thinking, right? <laughs> they're like, you're... Uh, if they're saying it, they're not saying it to me. Uh, so I haven't heard anything like that. Um, and, again, um, I have uh, uh, coached uh, flag football, uh, wrestling, 
uh, and then uh, my son's baseball team and stuff like that. So I, I've had coached uh, most of these kids, 17 of the kids that are on my team right now. I've actually coached and, and actually know and have de- developed. Well, tell us about this team that you're coaching. Tell us about these young men and how you prepare them for this big match coming up. Well, this, these kids are, are just, uh, uh, they just love football. And, you know, no matter what you do, like there's times that I'll have like a, maybe an hour and a half practice. We're supposed to have two hour practice. They're over there giving me a hard time saying, I want to I want to practice two hours. Uh-huh. You know, so those are many times. And, you know, we, we only can practice three times a week uh, with Pop Warner, you know, kind of keep that uh, hitting uh, down to a minimum. They want to practice the whole week. So uh, it's kind of each each and every week. I, I knew we were going to be I don't want to count sound conceited. I knew we were going to be good. Um, but I didn't think that it was going to take off the way it did because we still had a lot of unknown uh, players that, that came to our team. But they just responded. You know, we have a lot of depth. Um, they work extremely hard. And, you know, we're just fortunate to be in this position. I'm, I, would be, I would be depressed in myself if I didn't ask about the nonprofit organization. So the scholars, are you guys connected with that proper, or how does that work through Pop Warner? So uh, Pop Warner as a whole uh, national organization is nonprofit. So nobody, no, every single person, including myself, including our uh, regional boards, uh, national boards, they're all uh, volunteers. Um, so it is completely nonprofit. The little scholars part of it is uh, the academic portion of Pop Warner. Uh, and um, we want to um, make sure that our student athletes are doing well in school as well as on the field. And so we have a program called Little Scholars where they can get recognized for their academics. And just like high school, they have to make a certain uh, GPA, uh, a grade point average, and they have to carry that throughout the season to continue to be able to play. And then we have programs uh, that we're working on to uh, put in where if, if a child is uh, a failing a certain grade, we want to intervene before the failure happens and start helping them. So uh, one of the things that we can do is instead of them being at practice, they can be at practice, but they're working with somebody on schoolwork instead of football. Oh, how cool. Okay. Today I learned. I, did, I had no idea. Uh, Mike, are the boys going to win this weekend? We're going to give it our best shot. That's the answer I wanted. Uh, you're going to let us know, though, as soon as it happens, and then obviously we will let the friends of the show know here on this broadcast on Monday. Let's so, follow this journey. Yeah, I think we're going to have a lot of fun yeah. doing it. Tim Patel, the president of New Mexico Pop Warner, thank you so very much. Mike Baca, the vice president and uh, best coach in the whole freaking league, Mike Baca. Thank you for joining us. Any final words, boys? I just thank you for the opportunity, and uh, this is for the kids. Dave & Busters presents ABQ Central live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion. We play on Team I-9. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Back live on the program. We're having a lot of fun with it today. Thank you to Tim Patel and his, what I'm assume is his Van Nunley, Mike Baca, as they came in and talked Pop Warner. Big, uh, big Southwest matchup for them this week. That's exciting stuff, man. I like learning about stuff. That's a fun way to learn. We weren't terribly sure a few days ago. No, learned all about it. Uh, your boy Cam Newton. Your boy Cam Newton, okay? So, Sam Darnell, who the Panthers believe is better than Cam Newton. Cool? Yes. They signed Cam Newton because Sam Darnell is hurt. And they're currently playing, let me make sure I got this kid's name right. P.J. Walker? Yeah. You know P.J. Do I? He's a St. Louis kid, right? 
Oh, the Battlehawks kid. Yeah. The XFL kid. Yeah. Well, that's a different level of competition there, isn't it? I think you get. I should say you gave him a shot. You should have gave him a shot. Well, he's going to play this weekend. PJ will play this weekend. You would think, right? And will take over. Now, technically, Cam can play right now. So here's the thing. What's the thing? The Panthers have this guy. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Christian McCaffrey. And almost any quarterback can suit up in a Panthers jersey and just keep handing it off and dumping it off to Christian McCaffrey. You got a chance to win. So you're saying P.J. Walker is the best bet? Correct. Okay. Cam Newton can make upwards of $10 million this year. He for sure will make $4.5 million, and he gets $1.5 million of that today. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty good work. That's pretty sweet. I guess his shoulder works. Is he vaccinated? You know, poor Sam Donald. He like he got a fracture, and he couldn't even complete the fracture. The shoulder thing? Yeah, it was an incomplete fracture. Is that real? Yeah. I get the joke. <laughs> There's something fun for Carolina fan, right? Yeah. Okay. You're floating around 500. You got your old MVP back, the guy that took you to the Super Bowl. Christian McCaffrey's back healthy. There's all like you can make. You can go on a run. There's a bunch of sporting goods stores that are unclearancing T-shirts right now on racks. You got to go get the jerseys back from Asia, though. The champs is like, no, we still got. We got a whole backlog of these. <laughs> hey, Steve, go in the basement and grab that Newton box. That'd be sweet if you picked a different number, though. He was the 2011 number one overall draft pick. There's no doubt if you are a faithful Panthers fan that you're welcoming Cam Newton back. Of course you are. Also, and I'm not going to say that the Panthers are dumb. No one else is trying to offer $10 million to Cam Newton and reasonably $4.5 million. There's not a single other team in the NFL. He... 2015, especially during COVID time, is ages ago. Yes. But he was the MVP of the league six years ago. Until what happened? Blew his shoulder out. Yeah. Had to have shoulder reconstruction. Plus, he had a hangover from that uh, abysmal Super Bowl. Yeah. That was not good. No. That was not very good. Von Miller got him. Von Miller, who's yet to play for the Los Angeles Rams at Mannheim County, St. Louis, He'll Missouri. Be back. You know, the first thing I woke up this morning to, I was still kind of groggy, and I had an alert on my phone, and it said, Panthers agree to terms with Cam Newton. Okay. And I'm like, if you didn't know that football was a sport, that would be a very weird headline with you. I don't even know what it meant. <laughs> like, how are you going to agree to terms with a Panther? They're just like, Cam's like, no, uh, that's too much. And he's like, he's like, okay, I will (laughs) drop you off one monkey a month or whatever. Your, your pants. Like, okay, now we agree to those terms. Is only appreciated by Mike Vitale. (laughs) Thank you. It's not a good Panther. I thought it was. Was it a passable Panther? Because I've never practiced. It it was. That was freestyle, by the way. In the famed words of Vitale's Timberwolves, it was a little rough. 95.9 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. It just hit me during the break, Van. 
So Michael, Mike Vital, came in here in the studio because for the friend of the show that's maybe not seeing our social media and knows what the studio looks like, by the way, at TalkABQ, follow us on everything. We keep Mike Vital in a corner, in a little glass box in the corner where he's not allowed to interact with others. Right. Right. So he snuck out of his cage, came in here because it's Veterans Day. We didn't take the lock off, but we loosened it. And he says... I just love baseball. I'm excited to talk about Major League Baseball free agency. Well, mm-hmm. that's what we're about to do. Yeah. And that got me thinking. Mike is not the only veteran who loves sports. Okay. Today's varsity van. All right. Veterans in sports. Veterans in sports. That's today's varsity. Okay. So today's varsity is veterans in sports. I'm specifically thinking players, and I'm not thinking veteran status, okay? Because there's a lot of those. This is not Tom Brady at 42. Okay. Okay. This is like David Robinson. Okay. Okay. That's today's varsity. So today's I-9 varsity is veterans. Veterans in sports. In sports. Okay. I like that one a lot. I do too. All right. Free agency in baseball. Are you ready to have this conversation all the way through the winter meetings? And then past the winter meetings into spring training. When I can't believe that so-and-so isn't signed yet, you're telling me he's not the third best outfielder that's available and he can platoon with any team in the league? Are you ready for that? You mentioned my favorite website, my most used website throughout the whole year. Counting Google All right, well, it's MLB a, it's Trade a, Rumors. Oh, okay. MLB Trade Rumors. Not the one that ends in hub. I'm going to start – what do you, What number free agents do you want to start with? Because I'll start with 100, but that seems ridiculous. So do you want to do like 15 or 10? Uh, you you choose. All right. We, gonna, could, we could go top to bottom. I could, I could easily do – all right, we're going to do 20, but we're going to fly through a bunch of them, okay? Okay. So as identified by Major League uh, or MLB here's here's 20 down, okay? Okay. Saya Suzuki. Say that again. So, Saya Suzuki. He's oh, the, okay. Yes, 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 yes. For yes, the yes. Phillies. Yes. It's hard for me to say, hey, you need this player who comes from overseas. Because overseas players, I think, need a long maturation. I'll use Otani as an example. I'll use, like, even some Cuban-born players. Where it's, you have to give me enough of an example of what you can do. So I cannot, I cannot lock down like a 27-year-old outfielder that I haven't seen play enough baseball yet. So if I'm a free agent or if I'm a team looking for an outfielder to play every day, I'm staying away here unless I can get like a $10 million deal kind of thing a year. Yeah, you know, the players from Korea, Japan, et cetera, you can kind of get them on the cheap, though, yeah. for that exact reason. So I think a mid-market, a mid-level team that doesn't have tons and tons of money to spend on a for-sure-thing free agent is drooling over Suzuki because he's had success his whole career. He's 27. 27 is when you enter your prime as a hitter. The 27 to 31 years have shown to be the most productive for power hitters. So I think it could be a steal for a team. Anthony Rizzo. I, I think he stays with the Yankees. I think he's a good get. I don't think he's as good as his name recognition. I don't think he stays with the Yankees if the Yankees can find a better option. 
Otherwise, he stays with the Yankees. That's uh, expert analysis, right? No, I'm, but I'm being serious. I, am, I know you're serious. He's the first pick for a lot of teams that are trying to find a first baseman. He's a guy that you're like, oh, okay, let me go get. But the Yankees are in such an advantageous situation to where if they want to get a, like a free agent, excuse me, like that is more to their liking, that's the one team that Rizzo has to wait on. I think well, Rizzo has the name recognition. He's got the pedigree. I think he's going to be asking for more than he's worth. So if his asking price comes down a little bit, a lot of teams are going to take him. I would say, and just hear me out, he's not Freddie Freeman. No. And the one team that won't allow it to happen is the Yankees. They would take Freeman over. Freeman's not going anywhere. Freeman will sign a team-friendly deal. He will, stick, he will still get PAID paid by the Braves, but it's going to be team-friendly. Uh, moving up the list, uh, a lot of Colorado fans obviously listen to this program. John Gray is going to be available. John Gray, I think, stays in the division and goes to the Giants because the Giants need help in their pitching rotation. And by help, I mean the one piece to go, the fifth guy. Yeah. Yeah, they don't like they don't need someone to lead the squad. And that, to me, is just like a scouting report on every team in the division already. So it'd be little, it'd be little effort and high return. John Gray is going to be one of the biggest gets for someone who needs a middle-of-the-rotation piece. He's very strong. He's a veteran, and he keeps getting better. And I'll make this guarantee right now. Okay. Whoever John Gray signs with, their home games will be played at sea level. John Gray is sick of playing in Colorado. He's going to okay. the coast of somewhere. I buy that. He's going to the eastern seaboard. He's going to the Pacific seaboard. He's going to Florida. And he's going to do it for about $12 million a year, or you think it's higher? He'll get paid. He'll get paid. Oh, you think it's higher? He'll get paid. Oh, yeah. He's worth about 20 I think. Carlos Rendon from your White Sox is also a free agent. I know you are big on the on the lefty. You, If you got a pulse, right? I mean, that's what it is. So yeah, he's going to get overpaid, and I think it's going to be by your boys in Houston. I wouldn't mind that. Um, I wouldn't mind that at all. It's, it's hard for me to speculate because it really hasn't shooken out yet. Because so, of Tommy John? Uh, yeah, and you saw – I mean, he was lights out at the beginning and middle of the season, and I think you saw his innings limit to be about 150, 160. That's not front-line starter. That's back-end guy. So if you can put him on a competitive team and limit his innings – He's going to do a lot of damage for your ball club. Do you sign him to greater than a one-year deal? Uh, three tops. Three years? Because yeah. I don't. I think it's a one-year you got to show me. Prove but it. I'm willing to pay a lot in that first year. So if, if Rondon were to be like, um, if you were to be like, hey, give me 20, maybe. Lefty, if, if you're not going to be in the rotation, can I pull you out of the bullpen? Are you ready for that? Yeah. I mean, he's – he showed this year that he's a very valuable te- uh, piece to a playoff team. Everyone needs a good lefty. Everyone needs an innings eater. Everyone needs a successful middle of the rotation guy, and he's all that. I only but, just – oh, sorry. Go but ahead. I think, yeah, like I said, I'll, I'll just piggyback on this again, is that he's going to have to have an innings limit. I only just heard of this player like a month ago. Okay. I'm not trying to pronounce it correctly. Chris Taylor? Oh, God. Is he new? Is he? Does he have value in the free agency market? Loyal listener, if you don't know already, 
Fred is a diehard St. Louis Cardinals fan and had his heart broken by Chris Taylor in the wild card game. Chris Taylor is a very important piece for a successful baseball team because he can do it all. I think he fits perfect on like a Dodgers, a Yankees, like somebody who already has a really good lineup and needs to spell different positions. But I think he's going to want the most money somewhere that he gets to play every day. Uh, yeah, I think whatever AAA team ends up with him is going to get a lot of veteran leadership behind the plate. And uh, good luck to the journeyman. Uh, he should, yeah, he should do well, right? This is the one where Kyle Schwarber gets paid. 2022 is the year where Kyle Schwarber makes off. Nope. You don't think? Nope. Uh, health problems. Uh, Can't catch anymore. Is that what you're saying? Strikeout on base. He's a negative in the outfield. Uh, a, an American League team that needs a fill-in corner outfielder and an everyday designated hitter. If you don't have a better designated hitter than Kyle Schwarber, that's what I see his fit is. Kyle Schwarber ends up in Colorado. Kyle Schwarber, to me, is the guy that plays a corner in Colorado because he can hit it a country mile and when you're a country mile straight up in the air, that's two miles. And you put him out there and you just let him swing as hard as humanly possible and hope his ACL or MCL or CLC doesn't blow out. Yeah, I, I see. I think he's the perfect fit for the American League. He'll DH four or five days a week, corner outfield one or two days a week. I'm also going to pay him right under $20 million a year. Yeah, he'll get paid. Eduardo Rodriguez is a free agent this upcoming year and it's a nut- and I only really talk about pitchers unless they're the top tier guys who are left-handed. Yeah. I don't like no offense to everyone else who throws what I call the regular way. <laughs> but Rodriguez being a lefty, everyone wants him. He gets to pick, right? Yeah, he'll have a lot of people vying for his services. Lefty, innings eater, goes deep in the games. Doesn't have a really bad injury history. He's shown success over X amount of years. He's not going to be a lights-out stud pitcher, Mm-mm. but he's going to get you to the end of the season. Has to stay in the American League, though, because the National League without a DH is a different game. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's tough for specifically, like, if you're going to do, like, a lefty specialist role to come over to the National League and have to do that. So I'm going to stick with him staying in the AL and, like I said, literally any pick. Literally any pick. And this is going to be a very contentious offseason, and I'm leaning towards the National League having a D8 Same. next year. Winter meetings would wouldn't would imply that's going to happen. Correct. And I think it's going to be a fun little Shyamalan twist on the DH, that your DH stays in the game as long as your starter is in the game, and then after that. So it's American League Baseball while your starting pitcher's in, and it's National League oh, Baseball. Oh, okay. I think that's going to be the trade-off. Did you come up with that? Where did you hear that? Uh, well, I came up with it like two years ago, and I tried to shop it around MLB, and they're finally listening to me this year. Starling Mart, or excuse me, the Oakland Athletics are going to become victim to their tight pockets as they're going to lose Starling Marte to free agency. Uh, he, to me, seems like a big city guy. That's going to be a Yankee or a Met. This is the guy that every team wants. Five-tool player, the best guy. Play center field. Air quotes, locker room guy. A few health concerns, but you're willing to take that risk because he's so talented. You put him in a big city? 
There's only there's only two more valuable center fielders over the past five years, and it's Mike Trout and George Springer. He's a guy who's going to want to leave Oakland to go where it matters. A hundred percent. Yeah. Fans don't come out to Oakland. If I mean, if the if Oakland em- empties out their pockets a little bit, they won't shake some change out of the sofa. They could probably get him. Hey, if he wants to keep his same beautiful house in Northern California, just go across the bay. Because San Francisco will pay you. The Giants will pay you. Giants might have their core set. Well, there's no might about that. If the Giants offer me money, like if they offer me like a $15 million to $20 million a year and I'm selling Marte, I'm not moving. I'm not, up, I'm not uprooting my family. Yeah. I don't need to go to Philadelphia. I don't need to go anywhere else. I, I see he's going to be a good fit in New York. The remaining 12 of the Major League Baseball, as identified by MLBTradeRumors.com, top free agents when we get back from the break. I think we're going to say forget Thursday Night Football preview because I'm going to be honest with you. It'll be a quickie. I hate Thursday Night Football. Dave Busters presents you boys. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, and we play on Team I-9. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Men's Lobo Basketball on the 13th, man. Okay. We'll be on KNML starting at 4 p.m. And the football game will be on KKOB at 4 p.m. So figure that one out. You'll switcheroo. Yeah. So Double dipping. Yeah. So basketball not on KKOB. Football obviously is. Basketball will be on KNML. There you go. That we are KNML for the listener. I don't know if that's a confusing (laughs) sentence. NML sounds like animal, sports animal, KNML, oh, K-animal. Okay. From the texter, Rizzo will stay with the Yankees. All right. Okay. That's a good get. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Plays good defense. He's a leader. He's going to hit a bunch of bombs. He's going to get a bunch of walks. Just how much they got to pay for him. The Mets will lose their best infielder, and their best infielder will become what I believe to be the first $100 million guy in this free agency class, and that's Javier Baez. Okay. He's, fi- worth a, we, he's worth 100 right? All right. We finally got to the biggest story of, I think, anything besides the winter meetings, anything besides work stoppage. This is the best shortstop class in the history of baseball. Okay. Ha- Javier Baez. Yeah. Very good. Um. I went blank. Uh, Marcus Stroman. No, not Marcus Stroman. Uh, uh, Simeon. Marcus Simeon. Wrong Marcus. Trevor Story. Corey Seager. Mm -hmm. And Carlos Correa. Those five shortstops, just about any team in baseball is drooling over one of those guys. Any one of them. Stroman will take whatever team Baez doesn't go to. So, like, I see money in Texas, right? Simeon, you you did it too. What's that? Are you talking about the pitcher Stroman? Oh, Simeon. Uh, yeah, my bad. Yeah, we both did that. Yeah, Marcus. Simeon will go. Two Marcuses. There's not, all, there's not often a lot of Marcuses. No, Stroman's the pitcher. Yeah. So, Simeon will go wherever Baez chooses not to go. Yes. Now, the Correa thing, who we're going to talk about dead last because he's the best one available – He'll just be a Yankee. There's not even another conversation to be had. Unfortunately, I think that's the situation. But Baez will have his pick, and he will pick Texas money because they don't tax you on Texas money. So he's going to end up being a Ranger. Uh, that's a smart pick. 
But I think any any of these five shortstops, any team is just like, yes. Do you think you're Which Houston? one? Yes, I want one. Do your Houston Astros try to replace Carlos Correa with Javi Baez? No. Okay. Uh, if they don't sign Correa on a team, if they don't sign Correa on a team-friendly deal, they already got their shortstop of the future, who is very good already. The Quans Auto Care hotline is always open to friends of the show. In front of the show, Lenny has reached out. Lenny, welcome to the program. How you doing? And thanks for answering my Instagram thing yesterday. Oh, no, no problem, friend. Did, did you send me another one? I didn't check it yet. No, no, no. Just the, uh, that you agree to the uh, terms and condition of you Ooh. losing on the air, but that's okay. <laughs> we, 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 got a, we, got a neat, we got a neat idea for you, Lenny. We'll hit you up little, with it soon. A little inside baseball for the friends of the show. Uh, Lenny is about to get it handed to him on the airwaves. He's my sports hackerman. So. Well, let's go with Javier Baez. He wants to play with Francisco Lindor. Oh, good take. Okay. And he said he came to the Mets because he wants to play with Lindor. He's going to resign for the Mets five years at about $24 million to $28 million a year. If they give him the fifth year, I'm, I believe you. But I okay. think he's a four-year guy. Both parties no, I, would like that deal. But I think that, that Cohen – Wants to do Lin, wants to do Lindor, Baez, and Chris Bryant. Cohen needs to invest in Uber. That's what he needs to do. Well, he's I mean he's got a lot and, of and a hairpiece, but that's another story. Oh, but, nice. And sell his hundred and ten million dollar penthouse. But if you have Bryant, Lindor, Baez, and then you have Alonzo at first base, if he doesn't eat himself out of the league, nice. like Williamson, and then you got. Universal D8, so now you got either Robinson Cano, you know, when he's not injecting himself up, and then Dominic Smith playing D8. Because that's going to be one of the big sticklers for the contract is the Universal D8. You know, a Mets fan says this every year, but they're going to go all in again. So the Mets are going to yeah, stop. Yeah, but they're not going to go as all in as the Yankees will because the Yankees are already at the tax threshold, which is allegedly going to drop from 210 to 180, and they're still going to go all in because they've given up on Trevor's story, but they're still going to go for one of the shortstops. Who knows? They might even go all in and try to get Nick Castellanos. And Castellanos is, I think, as far as just a bat, he's the prize of the offseason. But I, back to the Mets. I think the Mets really will go Yankees style this year. I see them just spending insane amounts of money to make but up. But they have to get pitchers. They're going to lose Marcus Stroman possibly, who might go to the Yankees. We don't know if Syndergaard's going to resign because he didn't take their qualifying offer. Right. But he's two years removed from doing anything relevant. So the Mets have to go for at least one starter, possibly two. We don't know if Edwin Diaz is ever going to turn out good in that trade because he just can't. It doesn't seem like he could handle the New York pressure. So, do they trade him for another reliever? Stroman is the guy who re-signs because Stroman is worth like one twenty, one twenty, or one hundred and twenty-five to any team in Major League Baseball. But in New York, that's why money, I see him signing with yeah. a bigger deal with the Yankees because the Yankees want to outspend the Mets. They don't want to take a backseat to the Mets, even though Cohen is the richest owner in baseball or New York City of any of the owners combined. The, I think the thing about Mets-Yankees is the Yankees are a bigger rival to the Mets than the Mets are to the Yankees. I don't think and the, the problem Ma- with the Mets is no one wants to be their GM or president. Well, no, you get fired all the time. I, I'll, I will. Yeah. I'll throw my hat in. <laughs> you got it? You, yeah, hey, I'll take it. Lenny calls GM, Van calls president, and then everything is set for the Mets. Lenny, thank you for taking yeah, yeah, the time. Yeah. No, no problem. And yeah, hit me up on your idea.
What a good dude. Another great call from Lenny. Just a wealth of knowledge. Plays over Strowman because I think he's staying. Uh, Nick Castellano's deep to left center field, and I don't know what team he's going to find with. I, you know, I hinted at it uh, when we had Lenny on, but I think Castellanos is just a gun for hire. He's the best bat in this offseason, counting all the upper-level shortstops. The dude can hit. The dude can hit anywhere. He's a stud. He stays healthy. I got the answer for you. What? He goes to San Diego and he shows that kid how to play shortstop like a professional instead of like a hothead. He's a, he'd be a good fit there, too. He can play a corner in Philly, play second base. I'm telling you. Castellanos? Yeah. No, Castellanos is a below-average outfielder. He's like, he'll be a DH in a year or two. Castellanos' defense is so bad. That's not why you buy him, though. Oh, you can't. You His can't. bat is so strong. I think you can teach him. He's like a Matt Carpenter type. I think if, if you want Nick Castellanos to play more defense, you better put him on the Braves. Okay. So Ron Washington can coach him up. But I think Castellanos goes to the American League, and he just hits lights out next year. Lobo's Talk, when we get back with Ryan Tamari, host of First and 505. Heard weekends here from 8 to 11 a.m. Dave and Buster's present you boys. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, and we play on Team I-9. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. AM 610. Steal by House. He grabbed that cross-key feed, pulls up, transition triple, house call, 20 for house, mobiles up 46-41. Between the legs now, off the Mashburn screen, splits defenders, Jalen, left-hand scoop, oh, how much fun is house, 26, what an opener for house. You could just see what this place can become, you see what our team can become, uh, because I tell you what, FAU is a really good team. Um, a physicality of toughness that we quite frankly don't have just yet. Uh, what we did was offensively we went off and made some big plays. How much fun did you have out there? Man, only so much. Thank you. Appreciate you. I mean, I had so much fun. I mean, playing in front of all these fans, it was a little more packed in the exhibition, so I was just trying to get get going. Danny Gonzalez, the Lobo Head football coach, just uh, came over for a fist bump with oh, Jalen. That's who that is? That's who that is. That's <laughs> our head football coach. Yes, sir. That's pretty good. Oh, that's so funny. That's pretty good stuff. Joining us on the program on the Quan's Auto Care Hotline, friend of the show, friend in real life, and host of First and 505, heard Saturday mornings, 8 to 11 a.m. here on D Sports Animal, Ryan Tamari. Ryan, welcome to the program. Gracias. How are you guys doing? Doing well. You were at the pit last night. Is it the truth? Is it all back? Is it is it what it was? And it's hashtag glory days. <laughs> uh, I have to preface and start off with: I didn't expect to tune into your guys' show and you'd be talking New York Mets baseball because uh, I'm like the outlier in this town. I'm one of the few. Um, so that was comical. But as far as Lobo basketball goes, uh, you know, I grew up here. I've been in the pit when it's rocking. Uh, you know, I, I hope it's back. Um, there was a little bit of energy last night for those that went. Um, it, I think COVID is still playing a factor. There were 8,000 people there is what I saw. Um, it did get loud, especially when they got on the runs uh, in the first half and, and a take the lead there in the second half. Uh do I think it's back? No, and that will probably shock some people. Um, I think time will tell. 
I mean, a win on the road Saturday in Colorado, a team that is getting uh, AP top 25 votes, uh, that would probably resonate the pit back when they're when they're back home next Monday night. Um, but as far as it being back, I, I no, my answer is no. And, and when you say being back, are you talking about the whole program? Are you talking about just like the what's going on at the pit? I, I guess uh, if I were to interpret that question, probably the program is back. Maybe uh, as far as the pit or of fans, no. That's that's what I was referring to. I didn't okay. I didn't feel okay. it last night. It felt it felt kind of like blah. It's a hundred point team every night, right? That's what you think you see when you look at these this men's Lobos team. Uh, you know, I was so used to when I covered uh, the Steve Alford days and. You know, it was a he was a big hit. Um, it was defense first. Uh, I don't remember. I cannot remember the last time that they were scoring a hundred points a night. Uh, would that put fans in the seats? I would say so, I, and I think it would be more. It's definitely a more exciting brand of basketball. Um, I think than maybe what you know UNM alumni and Lobo fans have been used to over the years. Um, but it would I, I personally think it would be nice to see, you know, 100 points scored every night. I mean, that's, I think, why most people watch basketball. So to me, uh, three-pointers were the story of the night. The Lobos aren't going to lose a lot of games where they make over 50% of three-pointers. Is that your story? I, I would say so. I mean, is it the age-old, uh, Van, is it the age-old... I guess saying, you know, live by the three, die by the three. That was pretty prominent last night in the second half. And I sort of questioned myself watching it. Like, you know, if they don't hit these shots, and that's simple to say, um, you know, if you hit the shots, you probably win the game. Um, maybe against a, you know, better opponent, do they do they beat FAU and uh, you know, Florida Atlantic played very well last night. I you know being completely honest, I knew nothing about them, um, but I thought they played pretty well in a somewhat hostile environment, a, a famous you know arena in the country, college basketball wise. But uh, I, I would say that if this team is going to shoot from the perimeter, it's going to be you know I hate to be cliche, but you know live by the three, die by the three. One out of three shots last night were a three-pointer. Uh, when I watched the last exhibition game, there was a lot of run and gun. There was a lot of fast play up and down the court, dunks, alley-oops. I saw the highlight of Jethro uh, Muscadine's alley-oop dunk. Was there a lot of air play, a lot of rim play during the game too? Yeah, there there was towards the end of the game. I think that, that UNM – sort of realized that they were on the home stretch of a win. Um, and for an arena as electric as the pit, for as electric as it can get, uh, those type of plays, playing above the rim, I think will excite people. And it gets that place, you know, pretty amped up, and I would love to continue to see that. I mean, I'm I'm more of a defensive guy in general in a lot, a lot of sports, so that place gets – the pick is pretty, you know, amped up when they when they've gone on a run and they stop somebody a block. You know, I'm I'm all about that. But I think with what we saw last year and especially the team being in Vegas, uh, you know, excuse me, not 
the football. I was thinking of the football team playing in Las Vegas, but the football, uh, the basketball team playing on the road the entire year. I, I think to get this play, you know, get UNM back on track, get the pit excited again. I think you want those flashy plays, and I think you want, you know, your alley oops. Five Lobos scoring in double digits. Jalen House standing not just head but head and shoulders kind of above everyone else offensively last night. Did it look like a different level of skill, Ryan? As far as Jalen House goes, yes. And I think that is the consensus, um, you know, when you get a transfer from said, you know, Arizona State. Um, I can't remember the last time that – UNM had a point guard as flashy as House, and I know he's going to get talked about a lot. Um, you know, when I was watching him play last night, what resonated in my mind was Darice Gary, who was here during the Alfred years, and he was more of, um, you know, the the steady as it goes type point guard. I mean, he could he could drive the lane and score, but he to me dished the ball. He was an assist guy. He did a lot, a little bit of everything. Um, Jalen House last night to see him, the ball handling skills were phenomenal. To see him, you know, utilize that, weave in and out of the defense, step back, take a shot. I, I, you know, I'm repeating myself. I can't remember the last time I saw a point guard or a guard here that played like that. Right. And for me to be objective as I possibly can be, uh, he excites me, and I I think he should excite Lobo fans. Ryan Tamari joining us, host of First and 505, heard weekends here on the Sports Animal, Saturday mornings, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., taking over formerly what was your boy's spot, so it's a hot seat that Ryan is sitting in. I was going to say, that slot sounds familiar. Yeah, that's a very desirable <laughs> slot. So you're going to have a lot of weekday recaps of the Lobos on Saturdays. You're going to have a lot of previews of Saturday nights. For the listener and the friend of the show, Ryan, what is your Lobo like coverage going to be on Saturday mornings? Are, are you the one stop for everything Lobos? I, I would think that maybe this Saturday would be the one stop. Um I'm going to have Jeff Grammer on. It's going to be like an ABQ journal showcase, I guess. Um, you know, it's a big game for, for UNM at Colorado. And uh, like I said previously, they were getting 20 you know, votes for the top 25. Not that those rankings matter. I know you guys have talked about that, and I'm sort of too soon along the lines of who cares anymore. But um, uh, Jeff Grammer from the journal will be joining me to talk that game. And as well as from the Albuquerque Journal uh, beat writer for the Lobo football team, Steve Virgin, Virgin, I I don't know his last name, and that's terrible. I don't know how to pronounce it, and I feel very, very well, bad now. Well, it's only in um, But he, only will, in print. he will be joining me on the show. It's, and it's Virgin, um, Virgin. And, I, and I've met Virgin, there you go. Thank you. I didn't know how to pronounce it. I was going to, like, add a French <laughs> accent to it. Um, yeah, he will be joining me to talk uh, Lobo football in Fresno as they take them on uh, in the evening as well. So uh, you've got three guys that have covered the Lobo athletics either currently or previously uh so it should be a pretty good lobo nerd out so when you're watching this game ryan did you did it look like some transfers and a bunch of young guys or did it look like a team playing together to me the first half looked like they were lacking chemistry um and i think that that's something that should be forgiven they look like they've mostly played scrimmages and games against themselves um it 
and it, there's growing pains. I mean, I don't think that anybody should like hit the panic button immediately for the fact that they struggled against an AF, uh, you know, Florida Atlantic team that you know flew across the country to open up the season. I think that will come. I mean, if you're if you're a diehard Lobo fan, I think you would rather see the chemistry quicker than not, especially leading in a Mountain West Conference play. I mean, that's always key. That's how you can punch your ticket in March. Um, but I, I thought that they lacked chemistry very early and on. It was nice to see them turn it on a little late, and, and they found their rhythm um, and were, were able to, you know, get a double-digit lead, almost a 20-point lead. Um, and it's still, not to change the subject completely, still boggled my mind that they were uh, underdogs last night at home. That just blew my mind. Um, but I thought that they would win last night, and they did. Ryan Tamari, the head of Bill Simmons and the body of Burt Kreischer, thank you so very much for being part <laughs> of our program. I appreciate you guys, and thank you for everything you've done. Check him out Saturday mornings, first and 505 from 8 to 11, where you can get Lobo insight. And uh, following in the tradition of bringing in experts, Ryan will be bringing some in this weekend. So make sure if you're up early, you're tuned in to his Lobo coverage and the preview of the Colorado game, which you and Robert will hit on a little bit tomorrow. That is correct. uh, Tomorrow, our program is live from John Lopez Real Estate, Coldwell Banker Legacy, offices like they're doing doing like a fun fundraiser for locker 505 and you're going to be down there broadcasting live and that is a very exciting thing for you and the friends of the show and we'll make sure we kind of communicate everything going on with that as it is going on Let's grab a break when we get back to today's varsity is the varsity of what did i say veterans in sport veterans in sport Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, Power Man of Mexico, Pinion Coffee, and we play on Team I-9. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports team. Back live on the program, a very good program today. Thank you to friend of the show, Lenny, for reaching out. Thank you to Tim Patel, the president of the New Mexico Pop Warner Association, and his vice president, Mike Baca, who joined us earlier to talk about youth football in the community. Thank you to Ryan Tamari. Of first and five hundred five, who joined us to talk Lobos. Also, thank you to the fire text. The texture was on fire today. I didn't really get to it the way I should have. But you know, you know who you are. All right. Today's I nine varsity. By the way, I nine sports. If you're not familiar, check them out. I nine sports here in Albuquerque, League Office two eighty. That's where you put your kids up. Like you want to get your kids started and like, and I'm talking like developmental. This is where you learn the basics of the game. This is for kids that don't have a strong familiarity. Get in, learn it. Five zero five three one two forty nine ninety nine. Get your kids out. They are safe. They are fun. They do a very good job. Also, they just connected us with a cool organization in town. We're gonna do some like really strong community events. And I know that's not super radio heavy stuff, but when we can announce it, we will. We'll be very excited to do that. Mm-hmm. Today's I-9 Varsity, and the Varsity is what we identify a topic throughout the show and then tell you what we believe qualifies as that topic. We picked veterans and sports, okay? Yeah. So we're going to go with the Varsity of Veterans and Sports. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Uh, Why don't you punt it? Okay. I'm going to give you Kevin Nash. So Kevin Nash is six foot ten, Okay. And from Detroit, Michigan. Okay. And you're like, well, who's Kevin Nash, Fred? Let me tell you. I know who Marvin Nash is. Um, it's your cousin, Marvin. Kevin Nash is better known as B. 
Big Sexy Kevin Nash, and he was one of the founding members of the New World Order, which turned wrestling on top of its head in 1998 and formally served, well, he was enlisted as a military policeman. So there you go. Thank you to Kevin Nash for his service. Okay. There you go. Surprise, surprise. Fred picks wrestlers. I pick baseball players. I'm starting with the man who broke the color barrier. Oh, okay. He did it in Major League Baseball, Uh and he helped continue it as a second lieutenant in the United States Army, one Jackie Robinson. Oh, good get. Thanks, That's thank a good you, one. Jackie Robinson, for your service. I'm going to go with Colorado native, former collegiate football player, former amateur wrestler, and former Army drill sergeant, Bobby Lashley, who held the WWE Championship in 2021. He although already a two-time Intercontinental Champion and United States Champion, took that bad boy in Kansas City, and that was all that needed to happen ever for him to solidify himself at the very top of WWE. So I'm going to go with Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley's wrestling now? Yes. That sounds like an old-timey name. He is. Uh, he's going to headline Survivor Series in two weekends as Team Raw takes on Team SmackDown in the greatest showdown in the history of ten superstars that have ever battled against each other. What's this thing called? Survivor Series. Survivor Series. Survivor Series <laughs> rules. That sounds important. Thank you. This one is on the cusp for me, but I really like it because I just found this information out. Uh, I was going to choose all baseball players because thank you for your service, Major League Baseball. You have an overwhelming majority of players and athletes who served in the military. But I just found this one. I think it's very cool. Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak, served in uh, the Greece Army. I think they all have to do mandatory over in Greece. I wasn't going to say that, but it's true. (laughs) Yes, they do. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, D-Generation X proudly brings to you... Well, the road dog, Jesse James, who is a Hall of Famer in the WWE and is a former Marine. So I'm going to give you Jesse James, who is now a booker for AEW, as being in my varsity of of individuals that played sports and were veterans. Also founding member of Degeneration X. Jesse James, the wrestler. Yes. Not the gunslinger. Or performer. Or performer. Right. Or motorcycle guy. Right. Or... Rocky Horror Picture Show star who worked with us two weekends ago in our right. production of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. We're surrounded by a lot of Jesse James. It's kind of the universally speaking. Next is probably the second greatest catcher of all time. Served in the Navy. My dad's favorite baseball player. Ah, uh, Yogi Berra. Yogi Berra. Yeah, good get. Yeah. I'm waiting for you to say stand the man. We're going to have a problem. Thank you. Thank you for your you service. Don't. You just said stand the man. I have not, but you will. <laughs> you just said it out loud. Former member of the United States Navy from 1969 to 1975, where he was part of the underwater demolition team. Ooh. Went on to become a governor. Went on to star in such action movies, including Predator. I obviously am talking about another Jesse. Jesse the Body Ventura. Give it up for former WWE superstar, veteran, and governor. When is the Jesse Ventura biopic coming out? It needs to be out. That is a crazy life he, that man has led. He also, like as far as commentary went for pro wrestling, near the very top. Could sell anything. Going back on the baseball train. Yes. 
Pittsburgh Pirate legend. Mm-hmm. Good get. One of the most tragic deaths. Mm-hmm. And such a great guy. Being a great guy is named after this guy. The award for being a great guy is named after this guy. The Marine Corps, Roberto Clemente. Ooh, that's a good one. Stay, say, stand the man usual. You freaking say it. (laughs) Time's running out. Better put it on your list. I am going with former U.S. Marine Corps member and drill sergeant, actual Sergeant Slaughter. So Sergeant Slaughter is my number one former vet who became a professional athlete. Also, that was his WWE deal, too. He's just Sergeant Slaughter, I think, legally. Also, he was in G.I. Joe, which is kind of a big deal. Did he change his name? He was a sergeant, and he changed his name to sergeant? Don't have the answer, but I believe yes. Okay. His signature move was the Cobra Clutch. I remember that. It's very tough. Mm Mm-hmm. Sticking with baseball. Yes. Ah, here it comes. One of the legends, one of the greatest of all time, a guy you want in the middle of your lineup. Mm Mm-hmm. In the Air Force. Oh, you're making me so mad. Jolton Joe DiMaggio. It used to be the Army Air. It wasn't just the Air Force then. It's the Army Air Force then. Stan Musial left in his prime in 1943 and 1944 did his active duty in the Navy. Stepped away from the game as the greatest playing it. That's not on your list. You're, you're, destri- you're describing Joe DiMaggio. You're talking about Stan Musial. No, you just described Joe DiMaggio, his situation, exactly. There were two guys at the time. Stan Musial, <laughs> who only chased Ted Williams. Pretty good company. Good program today, Van. Any final words? Too much for the time allotted, my friend. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.